Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Top of the morning to you here on Private Club Radio. Wonderful to have you here with us to explore the wonderful country of Northern Ireland. A lot of you know that I was in Northern Ireland for the Open Championship Week Got to spend some time at Castle Rock, got to visit a club called Port Stewart, which was fabulous, and of course, got to Port Rush for the Open. While I was at Castle Rock, I bumped into a friend of this show, Leanne Rice of Tourism Northern Ireland. And luckily, I had my good friend Leighton Walker in tow with me. Leighton, you should know, he's been a guest of this show a couple of times, and he also hosts the Golf Club Talk UK podcast, along with Eddie Bullock, another show here on the Golf Radio Network. And Leighton and Leanne struck up a conversation, and she was kind enough to join him on Golf Club Talk UK. And today, I'm going to play you that interview that he had with her. To me, Northern Ireland is a hidden gem. The Open certainly shined a much bigger spotlight on it this year, but a lot of people don't know how much quality in terms of golf, in terms of hospitality, in terms of the people who are amazing, and in terms of the food, the quality Northern Ireland has to offer. A lot of people think of Scotland, and they think of Ireland, and they think of these other golf destinations. Spain would probably be in that mix. But a lot of people leave Northern Ireland off their bucket list. And let me tell you, after experiencing it firsthand, you've got probably four of the world's greatest courses all within striking distance of each other. I'd put Castle Rock on that list, Port Stewart, Port Rush, and of course, the number one course in the world, Royal County Down, is in Northern Ireland. And beyond that, there's other great tracks like Ardglass and a few other really, really beautiful courses in that country. And it's just a fabulous experience. Like I said, the hospitality and the people there. I've never met people in my life that were so nice. I would get off a train, for instance, and didn't know exactly which way to go. And my GPS wasn't working on the Google Maps. And I would ask somebody, hey, do you know where such and such street is? Do you know where Cary Street is? And instead of just pointing me in the right direction, they would literally I mean this absolutely literally, walk me to that street. It might be two, three blocks away. And at first, you're kind of taken aback as an American, I think. And you're like, you know, what is lurking behind this corner? Where is this guy taking me? But they're just that nice. That's the type of people that are in Northern Ireland. And if you are thinking of taking your members on a golf trip in this coming year, Northern Ireland has to be number one on the list for me. Just an incredible, incredible place. And by the way, they're not paying me to say this in any way, but North and West Coast Links Golf Ireland would be the company that I would suggest that you get in touch with if you want to set up one of these tours. They work with all the best properties. They know the lay of the land like no one else. And they're very, very highly respected. So I'd be happy to put you in touch with John McLaughlin, who's been a friend of this show over the years. I can put you directly in touch with him or just go over to their LinkedIn page. Just search for North and West Coast Links Golf Ireland and it'll pop right up for you and you can get right in touch with them there. So you are really going to enjoy the interview with the folks at Tourism Northern Ireland. But before that, I just want to remind you that episode one of my new show, Let's Play Through, just got released 
on YouTube last week. It's gotten an amazing response from people all over the world. We're already going to be taking the show overseas, it looks like, to Qatar. We're going to hopefully get over to China and a couple of other international destinations that we're setting up. It's just been a remarkable journey and it will continue. And I hope you can follow us on that journey as we explore the best golf destinations, the most incredible food, and the adventures that await all over the world. If you want to watch the show, please go to letsplaythrough.com. That's through with a U, letsplaythrough.com. And that will take you right to YouTube where you can subscribe and start watching episodes. By the way, if you've got a club that you would like to see featured, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Just shoot me an email over at Gabe at privateclubagency.com and we can discuss. All right, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to my counterpart in the United Kingdom, Mr. Leighton Walker. Enjoy. Right, Leighton Walker here from Golf Club Talk UK. So I'm here with Dave Vincent and Leanne Rice from Tourism Northern Ireland. I had the really good pleasure of of meeting these guys. Uh, I was over in Northern Ireland a couple of weeks ago now, just the week leading up to the Open. And it was a fantastic day put on by Castle Rock Golf Club up on the north coast of of Northern Ireland. And uh, met Leanne and Dave there. And it it was uh, quite apparent that there's a lot of good stuff happening in Northern Ireland at the moment. Obviously, one of them we'll mention in a minute. But uh, there's lots of other good things that happen all the time in in Northern Ireland. And it's, it's a wonderful little place, very small, but perfectly formed little country and uh, I think it's got a lot to offer so thought it'd be great to get these guys on the show and hear a little bit more about that firsthand so welcome guys thanks thanks Jim. thanks for the opportunity not a problem so um firstly I, I think it'd probably be best if you you tell us a little bit about yourselves and, and your roles within tourism NI and and uh, a little bit about what you do so myself Leanne here I am golf marketing and basically my role is to I suppose do the golf trade and consumer campaigns to try and promote all the wonderful golf products that we have here in Northern Ireland. And what's important is when people come to Northern Ireland to play golf, they're not just, you know, playing golf back to back each day. They're going and visiting, you know, the various uh, tourist attractions like Giants Causeway and Titanic Belfast. And they're enjoying some of our culture and our, our hospitality. You know, we've got some of the best hospitality in the world. Um, and golfers are very sociable, as you know. Yeah. Great. And, and yourself, Dave? Hi, hi guys. Um, so I'm Dave, Chief Digital Officer with uh, Tourism Northern Ireland. What's that got to do with golf? Um, I guess I'm probably the most senior member of the, of the team who actually plays golf. Um, so, so golfer first, digital geek second. Um, I guess my day job is all around um, supporting um, the wider tourism industry uh, to better use technology, um, to, to use digital technologies to help our visitors and to help the businesses. So from a golf perspective, that's about helping people find where the golf courses are, making the golf courses bookable online and, and making that experience much easier. But also then following on from what Leanne was talking about, joining that up with the entertainment, with the hospitality, with the accommodation and the experiences. Um, so that when, when, when visitors come to, to this little country of ours, they can actually get a really joined up and immersive experience that is digitally led, but is all about the people. So we can get to expose those hidden gems that we talk about and, and the majority of those being our people and the experience they get from dealing with that. Yeah, brilliant. I should mention, we did have the pleasure of spending four or five hours out on Castle Rock together, didn't we, Dave? So we had a good good chat on on the way around. So you've touched on it a few times there. So golf is, is obviously a big part of 
what tourism Northern Ireland is about. And uh, this is called Golf Club Talk UK, so it probably blends in nicely with that. But uh, how, how does golf fit in and how important a part of, of, of what you do is it? Well, we kind of brand ourselves as a country that's made for golf. You know, we've got world-class golfers, Roy McIlroy, Ray McDowell and Darren Clark. We have world-class golf courses. World County Downs currently number one in the world. And Port Rush has recently been created as number seven in the world by Golf Digest. And we also host world-class events. So most recently, the Open Championship at Royal Port Rush. Um, But yeah, we have a huge product to offer. We have almost 100 golf clubs throughout Northern Ireland. Um, and I was saying before, our hidden gems are truly golf courses that we should be and um, getting more visitors to. And we welcome visitors to very much so. And got to play Castle Rock and hope you agree. It is a wonderful golf course. Mm. Um, besides that, we have some fantastic parkland courses and um, a lot of our you know visitors that come in are coming from all over the world. And particularly for parkland, it's uh, GB and different parts of Europe. But we do have a wonderful golf product to, to sell. And it is worth about forty million pounds to the to um, our annual kind of golf tourism income. Um, last year alone, we that we actually welcomed one hundred twenty four thousand golf visitors, and that number I suppose is growing year and year. And what we're finding is people are actually staying longer because they want to add on an extra day or an extra couple of rounds to to the golf trip. Yeah, great. And it's quite um, it's really quite a strong golfing culture, isn't it? Clearly, because. Um, you know, 100 golf courses in a, in a country the size of Northern Ireland is, is quite high per head of population, isn't it? So uh, that's got to make that a little bit easier for you. But I, I guess what you're trying to do is um, promote some of those other clubs outside of the, the big ones as well, aren't you? We all know the Port Rushes, County Downs, Port Stewart's, etc. But, uh, you know, that still leaves a hell of a lot of golf courses out there that uh, aren't those that, that probably need that promotion and probably need people to go and visit them as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we kind of worked, I suppose, with different kind of clusters in different regions of Northern Ireland. For example, in Belfast, we have a Belfast Parkland Pass. And we also have the annual Belfast Parkland Tournament. So there's uh, a number of golf courses that are all fantastic quality and great experience and very unique to you know, one another. They're all very different. Um, that tournament now is going to its fourth year next year. The Parkland Pass gives you a bit more flexibility to play different golf courses for a very, very reasonable um, fee. Um, besides that, then we have um, Fermanagh, County Fermanagh got connected this year for the first time ever. They have the Fermanagh Festival of Golf. So that's three rounds of golf over a weekend and then in a beautiful five-star locker and resort and golf resort. So we are working with clusters very heavily to try and promote the, the wider golf club that we have. Um, and yes, as you said, you know, the trophy courses are very well known, but beyond that, we have fantastic great product here and when people come here and play it and experience it, you know, they leave with a very kind of positive mindset. Mm. I think later on the way around Castle Rock, we had a chat about, about a number of things, one of them being why we produce so many good golfers for such a small country. Yeah, um, definitely. Some of, that, some of that's down to just actually the readily available golf course product we've got, um, to the point where I think as, as locals, we almost take that for granted. Mm. Um, and clubs do as well, so they've got a busy yeah. membership, we're all busy. Um, and, and some of the support and the challenge we give them is, 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 is to think about marketing themselves to make them attractive to visitors yeah. rather than being a members only club and, and starting to think about that so so not just from a golfer's perspective but from a visitor's perspective you know are the locker rooms in good shape are they welcoming when they turn up you know are, are the tea times available are there buggies all, all of those questions and things that golfers look for yeah thinking that, that that we focus that the clubs on that as well as just the course is in great condition and we should be number one or we should be highly recommended. Yeah. Um, 
and then also then making them available for people to see. So, so from tourism and I perspective, making sure we're promoting those and um, alongside the well-established clubs that everybody knows the names that they know. Yeah. Um, so, so the Open over the last couple of weeks has been a huge opportunity for us to showcase, certainly on the northern, uh, the north coast, some of the most attractive courses that we've got, some of the best views. I think you'll agree we had some fantastic weather. Um, and and, and you know, even though it was a school day for me with you, um, some great golf at times. Um, but there are some glorious hidden gems that we keep talking about, not very far away from some of those big iconic places and, and names that we all talk about. Well, let's, uh, now that you've touched on it, let's move on to that small matter of the Open Championship. Um, in case anyone didn't notice, it was held in Northern Ireland last week. And uh, it, look, of course, it's going to have a huge um, benefit for the, for the country as a whole. And, and how do you think you guys can sort of capitalize on that best and, and really use that, that um, trajectory and, and propelling forward in, into the future? Well, I suppose with the numbers, which were absolutely fantastic, 237,750 spectators throughout eight days was absolutely fantastic. And I don't think anyone kind of anticipated that level of interest in Royal Portrush. And if it hadn't been limitless in terms of capacity, goodness knows what we could have actually achieved in terms of spectators. But besides that, in terms of reach, over 600 million homes, and that's TV alone. Um, the the social reach um, has still to be calculated. But I think mm. from that, I think uh, the eyes of the world would certainly on Royal Portrush and on Northern Ireland. And during the Open Championship and from that we know there's also inquiries through to golf clubs all over Northern Ireland um, for, for coming back in 2020 and 2021 but I suppose we just have to maintain you know and kind of uh, sustain us with the legacy of the Open to make sure that we're just not promoting Port Rush which we don't only do we do promote the wider golf product and even just Northern Ireland as a, as a destination for people to visit be it for leisure for business or for golf. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, and it came across so well on TV, didn't it, Dave? Yeah, I think from talking to some of the, the international um, television providers as well, the, the only thing that would have made it more popular was a, a Woods and McElroy final two ball on the Sunday. Um, but an Irish winner, um, some drama on the Thursday, um, made for a fairly compelling uh, piece of viewing. And certainly the, the, the anecdotal uh, feedback from those companies is that it, it really helped with the viewing figures. I guess that's part of our job as the National Tourism Authority as well, is making sure we understand the legacy and the impact from an economic perspective, but also just in terms of putting this little bit on the, on the international um, shop. Um, and the coverage we got, um, anybody who's seen it, the, the view from the fifth green over the White Rocks mm-hmm. and the Atlantic Ocean, um, it was fairly special when the sun shone. Um, yeah. And challenging on the Sunday in the rain. In and out. In, in and you, out. Saw, you, saw, you saw all parts of Northern Ireland. I think one thing that, that sort of occurred to me when I was over there was just such a good feeling about the place, wasn't there? I think that's, you know, partly on the basis that it hadn't been in Northern Ireland for so long and this was something quite quite new to a lot of people, I guess. And um, But everyone really seemed to be getting behind it. The whole country seemed to be a buzz, even, you know, if you're in Belfast or somewhere away from Port Rush, it, was, it really sort of came through. And I guess that was the focus of a lot of the build-up was, you know, how do we, how do we, make this welcome that we talk about and this hospitality piece and the, and the people thing really shine. Um, and our campaign was all about an epic welcome. And it wasn't just for the golf community, it was for hotels, it was for the airport staff, for the people, for all our points of entry, all of the points of interaction with our visitors, that actually people would talk um, with the passion about the event um, and the country that we live in and the experience that we have to offer. And, and, and I think we lived up to that, that promise that we talked about. And certainly all the feedback coming back so far has actually been about the people, yeah. as well as the golf course. Don't get me wrong, the golf course got fantastic yeah. feedback. 
Um, but I think that the piece we're most proud of, almost, is, mm-hmm. is the fact that people stood up right across the country, wherever people were staying, wherever they were traveling, um, where they were buying things, where they were in shop, right down to, to little corner shops. People happy to help and, and engage and tell their story. Yeah. It's manufactured, it's not synthetic, it's genuine. I suppose that's just what the hospitality of Northern Ireland is all about. We're very, um, we're very kind of curious people. I always say, everywhere we go, even myself, if I was in a restaurant the week before, you know, where are you from? What are you doing? And playing golf. And if not playing golf, we get them onto a golf course. And we did that. We try getting tea times over their crib because they thought that maybe they were sold out. But yeah, it's, it's a genuine kind of hospitality. And, you know, it's great to see people coming here who've never been here for the first time. It's just overwhelming. And then to leave that positive experience is just, and they know it's real. It is genuine and yeah. it's not manufactured. And you were very, very proud to be, um, I suppose, a civic pride that as hosts, Northern Ireland people do stand up and they deliver. Yeah, no, rightly so, rightly so. Um, and what about the Open itself? You, you guys spent a good part of the week there, didn't you? Um, Tourism Northern Ireland had a stand. What was what was the atmosphere like and, and what did you take out of it? Yeah, I think the people who were there, it was very interesting to hear all the different accents from all over the world and to hear their stories. I hadn't been here for quite, for sometimes this is the first time ever actually. Um, but they were keen to know about our wider golf product and to try and um, understand it about Northern Ireland. So the stand was to educate people about what Northern Ireland's all about and a bit of our golf product. Um, and Dave was you know, involved in a very fun project with the golf simulator, which had was tracked aboard Port Rush and the track manual. So, yeah, I, I guess you know, part of, part of what we were trying to do was let the average spectator engage with the course and with the experience. Um, so we had a world first where we 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 um, plotted Royal Port Rush on the Trackman platform, uh, and we had the simulator as part of our span. And fair to say, it was queued out for most of the day. We had five of them out around Northern Ireland as well. So in cities around Northern Ireland, um, the average number. Oh right, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Could, could play, um, but could play the course as it is with the new goals and everything. Um, and, and that Trackman experience then has been given to to Royal Port Rush as part of the legacy of the Open. So the juniors and the new swing academy. We'll have a track man and a screen and be able to practice the course in all weathers, like like you saw last week. Yeah. So so what about moving away from golf a little bit then? Um, Northern Ireland for again such a small place has got a lot a lot to see. Beautiful country, very green, some fantastic coastline. Uh, Belfast is a world class city now. What what would you sort of put on uh, you know five to seven day agenda and what type of things would you be looking at doing if if someone were to come over? We would love five to seven at day agendas first. I guess we'll start with three to five. Um, three to five, that's it our, is. That's ambition. We want them to come and play golf. We want them to see the big iconic attractions. We want to get them out away from our traditional hotspots and to explore some of those hidden gems that we keep talking about. Get them away, delivering economic impact, um, experiencing across the country. So we talked about Fermanagh earlier. It's not that far away, but, mm-hmm. but it could be a lifetime away. How do we get people to not just stay in Belfast, but to actually go and explore um, and really um, embed themselves in some of that and experience what we've got to, to do. Um, I guess we golf is interesting to us. We want to we want to disperse the people around the island. We also want them to come and extend the, the season, so making it more regional. Um, and we want them to look at some of the experiences that traditionally aren't our hotspots. So away from the Titanic, still go to Titanic and Giants Broadway, but but look at the other things that are there. Experience the outdoors, so a huge outdoor element. But embed themselves and, and, and engage in our culture and, and, and that really truly immersive experience that we talked about. Um, so you know, it's it's come stay in Belfast, go and explore the coast, explore the heartlands, explore um, Fermanagh all the way across. 
and we have golf course product right across um, the country um, and some great courses that, that really you know are just crying out for visitors and would love to welcome um, visitors to them. And more and more, we actually have a new thing called screen tourism, um, which I suppose is not a huge in the media for golf fans, but in the likes of Game of Thrones, the 26 film locations near Line of Duty, we um, come as a destination that a lot more um, production companies, etc., are using Northern Ireland as a place to, to film. Um, we've got good infrastructure here and facilities, etc. So screen tourism has become quite big here, particularly Game of Thrones. And our food and drink culture, our food and drink, um, we're currently the um, food and drink destination of, of the year as voted by World Travel Market in November last year. And I think that people kind of come to Ireland and Northern Ireland and have an expectation that the food standard wouldn't be what it is. And when they come here, they're kind of blown away. We are spoiled for choice. And a lot of the local kind of um, hotels and restaurants use a lot of locally sourced produce. So some of the some of the hidden stories behind the open as well, um, as part of the Causeway Coast Food Network, um, we had the privilege of being able to take out some of the personal chefs for some of the players and expose them to some of that food okay. product. Um, we've got stories of, of uh, one, one of the chefs being chased down the road at Bush Mills with a live lobster. Um, with the, the restaurateur so keen to actually share um, this product that we've got with, with these people so they can actually then experience, the players themselves can experience that. Yeah. I was I was a bit disappointed I didn't quite make it to Bushmills actually that was on the list <laughs> there was a bit too much golf jammed in there but no, not a bad problem so you can tell it was a swing list yeah. <laughs> and um, so what about uh, both from both of you maybe I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here slightly but you know we talked a little bit about the hidden gems pluck pluck one place out that we should know about or if someone's coming over on a holiday you know moving away again from the the big courses on the coast, you know, where, where would you maybe suggest there's a, a little bit of a hidden secret for someone to go and find? I would actually um, suggest, now you know all the trophy courses like Royal County Down and Port Rush and you play Castle Rock, but one very special links course in County Down is Glass, and it's Sunning course on the um, County Down coast and you can see the sea from every single hole that you play and it's just a very unique kind of um, course very kind of warm, homely kind of family feeling to it. They've got yeah. the oldest club, they've got the oldest clubhouse in the world. It was built in the fourteenth um fourteen hundreds. And it's got a really genuine nice feeling to it. The staff that work there, um Paul Vaughan is the the head pro and director of golf and they're it's a great club to get to know and actually it feels like there's a nice feeling when you go to it. It's very warm and very genuine and it's just a very interesting course. Um, if you look online, you'll see the beautiful scenes you can see um, mm. of the of the coast of the coastal route in County Down. It is stunning. Yeah. I, I'm going to be selfish, Lieutenant, and make a plug for the Belfast courses on my own, um, but not in its own right. Um, so in Belfast, we've got incredible parkland courses. So we've got the, the Malone Golf Club, the Beaver Park Golf Club, we've got Shandon, which is my own. Definitely go there. Um, well we'll Members will be proud of you, Dave. Yeah, and there you go. He's in the post. Um, We've also got Hollywood, which is Roy McElroy's home course. We've got Royal Belfast. So some incredible courses all within half an hour's drive of Belfast City Centre and our accommodation product. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of them are very welcoming um, and offer a fantastic experience. Um, mm-hmm. So, so would, you know, if you're going to ask me somewhere else, I'd say Loch Aaron in terms of, a, a, of a, an experience for somebody to come and do. But, but don't discount Belfast. If you're coming to stay in Belfast, there's enough golf there to keep you going for two or three days. Never mind some of the championship golf experiences. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and what about if someone was looking to book a, a little golf trip over there? How would you say their best uh, place to do that through t- tourism Northern Ireland? 
Well, we kind of go with, we're kind of the in between between the consumer and I suppose the service provider, be that the golf course or golf club or the accommodation and provider, the hotel or B&B, etc. So we primarily work a lot with golf tour, tour operators. So about over 50% of our golf trips are actually booked by golf tour operators. So some use that option or they prefer just to book um, individually. It depends how many people are traveling. Um, but if anyone wants any advice, they're very, very welcome to come to Tourism and I and we can um, support them with that and get them ideas. Yeah. And I imagine some of the big um, tour operators that people are very familiar with out there will will certainly be able to put a package together, I imagine, uh, whether it's three days, five days, what have you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a big part of my role would be trade marketing. We be we go in market with a lot of our industry, be it like the golf resorts and golf industry, to actually sell to, to sell Northern Ireland and to sell our golf products to the tour operators internationally so we'll be in america or we're in different parts of europe we actually went to asia this year for the very first time so we're very active and really northern ireland as a golf destination um, and bringing our industry with them so they kind of have a one-to-one kind of personal basis with them so for example if you were a tour operator in in toronto and canada you actually know who the head professional or director of golf is in a certain golf club who's going to be welcoming your clients and they really appreciate that kind of personal touch it's mm. very very important to build relationships with them and it's not just about putting the package together and selling it. We also then do golf fam trips with two operators. We had a convention in April. We had almost 30 golf operators in, and they played five rounds of golf. They went and visited various um, restaurants, um, attraction, visitor attractions, and hotels to kind of show them, here's what your clients can expect whenever they have yeah. a, a trip here. And it really does. Um, it's better for them to use, you know, as a sales company to sell it on to their clients too. And if they've played it and they've experienced it, it's it's win win. It's easy because once you come here, you've said it and you've enjoyed your time in Northern Ireland. It's very easy to sell. No, I can certainly vouch for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think on the back of my trip over there as well, I'd love to talk to a couple of managers of, of clubs over in Northern Ireland and and get their take on things over there as well. That would be great. But um, thank you both for for joining us today on the show. Um, I hope you've sort of come down after the hype of of the Open and everything around that and. Uh, Life gets back to a bit of normality now, but you keep yeah. reaping the benefits of what's going to come from that, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Hard, yep. Hard to follow up, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, so. and we look forward to welcoming lots of new golf visitors. You know, they're all very welcome and between yourselves and our industry. Yep. You're more than welcome to come to Northern Ireland. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, that's going to wrap things up here on Private Club Radio for episode 195. We're creeping up on that 200 number. We're going to do something special for it. I'm not 100% sure yet what it'll be, but we'll have a special 200th episode. So make sure you come back for that. And of course, every week here on Private Club Radio, we've got something pretty awesome happening. (laughs) I'll catch you back here next week. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.